0: Every day, 23-year-old Allie Becker of Iowa deals with the symptoms of multiple diagnoses, including churg strauss syndrome and mast cell disease. In the face of chronic symptoms, constant doctor's visits and hospitalizations, and the stress that comes with giving up so much at such a young age, her goal is simple, to live the best life possible. This is Allie's Palliative Care Story. Allie has a big thirst for life, and she likes to keep busy, really busy. She was the same way even as a teenager.
1: I've always been a type A personality and someone that has to do everything and has to do everything to their like fullest and best ability, and so that meant taking all advanced placement courses in high school and being in band, concert, and marching. And I had a part-time job at Staples, and I was very involved in my church youth group, and played softball, so it really was just this constant go, go, go. If I wanted to do it and I signed up for it, I was going to do it. I was going to finish it. And I wasn't just going to do it and finish it, but I was going to finish at the top and do my best.
0: Back before Allie had even started high school, she had been dealing with some frustrating physical issues.
1: I started to have joint pain and just felt really stiff and didn't feel normal. At that point, I was actually playing tons of sports. And... You know, all my other friends who were also playing sports were saying they were sore and they hurt after practice. So for a while, I just kind of thought it was normal. And by the time I got to high school, freshman year, I, it started to get really severe. And I would have a lot of swelling, and it just hurt to just walk. I wasn't playing sports anymore. I didn't really have an actual reason for it to be hurting.
0: And that's what prompted Allie and her family to look into what was going on. After some tests, the initial diagnosis was juvenile arthritis. She started to receive treatment for it, but over time, her symptoms worsened.
1: I started to have stomach issues where I just felt really sick to my stomach and I was getting full really fast and I started to really lose a lot of weight without trying and had pain and we weren't really understanding what was going on because at that point we really only had the diagnosis of arthritis. And so we thought for a while that in like the medication side effects that were causing all the sort of stomach issues. But as we changed meds, not only were we not getting the arthritis as controlled as we wanted to be, but my stomach issues were getting worse.
0: Amazingly enough, through all of this, Allie was determined to remain as active as her fellow classmates. And she was. She finished high school at the age of 17 and then began college at the University of Iowa. Right before college began, however, Allie received another diagnosis, this time of eosinophilic gastroenteropathy. It's a condition that causes white blood cells to build up in the gastrointestinal system and in the blood.
1: I couldn't control any of my illness anymore at the same time that I was trying to be the most independent that I had ever been up to this point. And so I think that made transition and dealing with everything that was going on that much harder. And so I think I had an unusual start to college but I was still very much excited to go, and I was still very involved.
0: Allie was still able to keep up with her classes, and she also participated in the University of Iowa marching band, all while dealing with painful physical symptoms and having to drastically alter her diet to avoid more stomach issues. Eventually, she had to transition away from solid foods altogether and had to use a feeding tube for meals. As you can imagine, that made everyday college life very difficult.
1: I wanted to be the normal college student and I thought, well, yes I have these diagnoses and yes I love eating too but you know this doesn't have to stop me. And I think that's a good mindset to have, but it can also be a dangerous one and one that like really ended up leading me down the dark path for a long time because I had to learn to control what I wanted to do and to put my health first.
0: It was the end of her last semester freshman year when Allie had what she called a breaking point. The daily feedings became more difficult to manage, and as a result, she was dehydrated, lost a lot of weight, and was dealing with acute kidney failure. She was admitted to the hospital for several weeks to get her symptoms under control.
1: I found myself just desperate for help in figuring out not just my physical symptoms, but also how to have the best quality of life and do the best things I could you know, and being as, as involved and to the best ability as possible while na- making goals ever reachable and that weren't going to put my health and my life
0: at risk. Now, what added to the difficulties was that the physical symptoms she was feeling never seemed to line up exactly with the diagnoses she was getting. While admitted, Allie saw several specialists all at once who all had different opinions of what was going on.
1: You know, I had some doctors that I really liked that were really, that were really good and really trying to help me and I also had, you know, team members where I felt I didn't feel that I had the support that I needed or I felt that everything was just focused on the physical stuff and everything else took a backseat or maybe all the symptoms I was having weren't being believed fully or They weren't really, I didn't feel like I was totally being listened to. And um, that actually, it was at that point
2: that palliative care was first brought up. Palliative care is kind of a quality of life team and a, a whole person team.
0: That's Dr. Rebecca Benson, medical director of the Pain and Palliative Care Program, at the University of Iowa Stead's Children's Hospital.
2: Many of the other specialties focus on specific organs or systems within a person's body, and we feel like we focus on putting that person back together in the context that they wanna be in.
0: Dr. Benson and her team see over 200 young patients a year with varying serious illnesses, including genetic and neurological disorders, cancer, and heart and lung conditions, among others.
2: Her primary GI physician had invited us to come and meet with Allie, um, hoping that we could help both with some of the physical symptoms of her illness and also with some of the psychosocial aspects of what she was experiencing.
0: Now for Allie, walking into that initial meeting with Dr. Benson and her team just seemed like yet another meeting with another group of specialists.
1: When I think back to it, I actually feel kind of bad for Dr. Benson. (laughs) I... I think I was so skeptical at the beginning, and I had, you know, because I was struggling with not knowing how these symptoms weren't explained at that point with the diagnosis I had, so there was always this, is there a psychological component, and I was dealing with depression and anxiety, so, you know, I've seen four or five psychologists and psychiatrists, and I really, like, when this was suggested to me, I really felt like, oh, this is just another way that they're going to try to approach it that way. So I think when she walked in the room, I was probably not the happiest person and totally open to what she was saying.
0: It only took a little bit of time for Allie to change her thoughts on palliative care.
1: After the 15, 20 minutes I spent with her, I felt like, okay, this is someone who, you know, isn't concerned with anything except for how I feel and how my life is at this point and how she can make it better. And I think that was totally life-changing. It really was. It, it was the first time in a long time that I felt that there was any hope or any chance of making things better or finding a way to, you know, deal with my illness to the best of my ability and my medical
2: team's ability and my family's ability.
0: So Allie was impressed by Dr. Benson's team. The feeling was actually mutual.
2: Allie, as a person, um, is one of those phenomenal people who seems to be able to understand concepts easily, get things done effectively, but also really fun. When she was on the unit, you know, she would help out the younger patients and loved kids. And so there were so many wonderful things about her personality.
0: So what exactly was the difference maker? What was Dr. Benson doing that connected so well with Allie?
2: I felt very
1: affirmed. Anytime I said anything or explained anything to them, it wasn't questioned. It wasn't, you know, tossed away or blamed on this or that. It was, they took everything I said as, this is what is happening. And I felt like I could tell them any symptoms I had physically or any issues I had psychologically or anything without any sort of repercussion or feeling like I was being judged for the way I was feeling. Because I'd gotten to a point where I didn't want to bring up these symptoms and I didn't want to really be honest about how I really was doing. And I think health care gave me sort of that
0: voice. With the lines of communication now open and with a level of trust established, Dr. Benson's team and Allie got to work on managing the physical symptoms. But part of that was first gaining a full understanding of Allie's pain story.
2: One of the things that we tried to do was think creatively about both medication strategies and non-pharmacologic approaches that she might be able to use more successfully to manage her nausea. But it also became clear that that she would benefit from a team to help advocate for her and help the teams taking care of her get a more consistent picture of what was going on. Because when she would get admitted, it might be a whole new team that was taking care of her and they might not know much about what had happened the previous time. So one of the early things that we realized we could help Allie with was advocating for her and helping people to understand her history in a more concise way than one could normally look at it in the chart.
0: Allie's palliative care team not only gave her the tools to understand her illness, but often played the role of mediator between her medical professionals, taking some of the burden off of Allie.
1: You see three, four, five, six different doctors from every different specialty, and it's hard to get them to communicate. And to have them there sort of as a balancing beam or like, some, like a mediator between me and the medical team and just trying to, I mean, I always felt that palliative care had my back. And so, and that was invaluable in getting through whatever it was I was dealing with at that time.
0: In between returning to classes when she could, Allie would need to be admitted back into the hospital periodically. All the way through, she saw the palliative care team. As the months and years progressed, A more robust pain plan and some additional support to assist her in advocating for herself were helping. But with a chronic illness, it's not always that simple.
2: Within about a year or two of continuing to have ongoing symptoms and ongoing hospitalizations and struggling to be able to finish a semester of college, then she was really starting to feel depression and anxiety. But I think... The thing that I'm most proud of for Allie is that she was able to work through that and come back out. And so now I see her having really succeeded in overcoming significant depression and anxiety and being able to advocate for herself again and be more independent and take up some of the things that, that had really that her illness had taken away from her, I feel like now she's been able to take some of those things back.
0: Another aspect of palliative care is helping patients set goals.
2: One of the things that we were able to help Allie and her parents and the many teams that were involved in her care achieve was thinking about both reasonable short-term goals um, and how to achieve those but also Having a longer focus and thinking about what some of her longer-term goals were. Goals are a way to make you feel like there is a purpose and there's something I
1: am working towards. Palliative Care was able to say, okay, well, maybe you can't do X, Y, and Z in marching band, but maybe you can still go and just stand in the stands with them and play music. Or, you know, like, they helped me, even though I couldn't go to marching band all the time and, you know, no longer could even march... They help find ways, like they do with everything that I want to do, to be able to do as much as I can with everything going on, you know, and trying to bring up suggestions of how I can still feel somewhat involved while not putting my health at risk anymore.
0: So how is Allie doing today? Well, the go-getter spirit she had as a kid is still there despite her illness. She enjoys quality time with her family and friends and has taken a liking to music therapy, Another service provided by Dr. Benson's team. She's also still working towards her degree.
1: Everything is different now, but I think that there are still ways that I can find be proud of myself. Whether that means I'm taking one class instead of six, but I'm doing really, really well in that one class instead of having to drop three or four classes halfway through the semester and feel just hurt and sad about that. And so. Setting these reasonable goals and doing these things and doing them well it was a way that I started to feel like I could have part
0: of my life back. Because of all the ways it has benefited her, Allie has now become a palliative care advocate and is sharing her story every chance she can get. I had to change
1: what it is I could do to bring purpose to my life, and um, palliative care was a big part of that. Dr. Benson helped me realize that, you know, I have something that I can share with the world, and so I can still improve the healthcare system. I can still use what I've gone through and what I've accomplished in a different way. And I think that's given me a lot of my purpose back and greatly improved my quality of life. I feel like everything that's happened to me can better someone else, and I can better someone else while also bettering my life.
0: A few months ago, Allie received another diagnosis. This time, it was Church-Strauss syndrome, a rare disease that causes inflammation of the blood vessels. Four years after that initial palliative care consult, Dr. Benson is still right by Allie's side.
2: I'm still seeing Allie um, because we've developed a great relationship over time and and we have a trusting relationship, and I think that that's really important for her where she is right now. Having that new diagnosis has um, opened the door to potentially new treatments, and so she's very excited about that.
0: Allie says no matter what the diagnosis She has the same approach to how she faces each day.
1: Just managing what I have to do to keep myself healthy to be able to stay out of the hospital or to be healthy enough to have a quality of life that's worth living and to be able to meet goals is a huge, huge task. And so, you know, it definitely affects what you can do in your activity, but, you know, it's all about trying to find those ways to make your life important and palliative care has been huge in getting me to see those parts of my life and how important they are and you know it has helped me to feel like I can take control back from a situation I had no control over
0: For more information about how palliative care can help you or a loved one visit getpalliativecare.org.